Hello and welcome to the London Property Podcast, the home of Super Prime. Today we're speaking to Susan, who's trying to make some decisions on what to do with her Chelsea rental investment. So, uh, good morning, Susan. Thank you for joining us on the London Property Podcast. Um, today we're going to discuss uh, your question about uh, a property rental investment that you've got in Chelsea. And the tenancy is coming up for renewal and you were wondering what to do with it. That's right. I mean, I've had the property for quite some time. It's The tenancy is coming up for renewal, but I realised the lease is only 80 years. So I was thinking maybe I should sell it because I don't want to hold on to a property with a short lease. And I'm not quite sure. It's halfway between a studio and a one bedroom. So it's in a nice location, but it's quite small. But I don't know. I don't really know what my options are for this. So... 80 years in, in my books is not a short lease. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, generally speaking, you know, I think the way to judge whether your, your lease is short or not is, is it financeable? And usually on decent estates and places, places where there's precedent, there's other options uh, that are similar. I would say, you know, under 50 years, you don't really need to worry, although I think they're all financeable from, from what the minimum. Do you mean- can I ask a question? What do you mean by financeable? So if you took your property to a bank and you wanted to raise mortgage against it, yeah. um, let's say your property was on the Cadogan estate or the Grosvenor estate, states that are kind of established and known and, and banks feel comfortable with, they yeah. would look at you having a minimum 35-year lease left in order for them to mm. lend you money against it. So for okay. me, that's always the place to, to you know for the alarm bells to start ringing. But in yeah. your case, in any case, I think, you know, anything sort of 50 years and up, it's not really panic stations. Okay. But, but, uh, but what, what I would say, sorry, what I would say is uh, there, there has been um, a legislation proposal to, to change things in the, in the lease enfranchisement process. And okay. although we're probably about two years away from it becoming law, what is happening is that it is all going towards being more favourable to the tenant, which is what you are if you've got a lease as opposed yes. to a landlord, the freeholder. So I think that uh, if oh. I was in your shoes, yeah, yeah, if I was in your shoes, I'd actually hold on. Okay. Um, you you can sell. Uh, sorry, you can extend by ninety years every two years. I and, didn't know, you know an extra 90 years every two years. You can, yeah, you can extend by 90 years every two years. Um, and, you know, when your lease is as long as 80, you know, it's it's more kind of administrative cost than anything else. Okay. But saying all of that, the proposed legislation is going to make it cheaper for a tenant to extend their lease because what they're proposing to do is they're proposing to scrap the ground rent, which normally yeah. you have to buy out so let's say if you were if you were if you were paying an estate for for lease extension they will calculate how much ground rent they would have earned so okay oh i see yes yes then you pay for the marriage value uh which also uh they're talking about scrapping and the marriage value is the cost of the shorter lease versus the longer lease and you know what? What is it to join them? That sort of halfway point. So yeah. they're, they're planning to to reduce that as well. So since the legislation was introduced, which was back in 1993, in 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 parts that affect us in the residential market mostly, it's only ever changed in favour of the tenant. So it just it's continued to change. 
Yeah. So I would hold on to it. Okay. Uh, then, then just keep renting it. Keep renting it, and then I, I guess with, with with a with a one or one bedroom or or a sort of large studio, you you probably don't get tenants for very long periods of time. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. And also the problem is the um, service charges are quite high because it's in a nice block in Chelsea. So the rent just about covers my service charges, but I don't make a lot of profit. That's the other thing about rental investments that, you know, in my view, they always they, they cover their costs. They're not really a profit making exercise as such. Yeah. So long as they're covering their costs and you're not out of pocket trying to keep it. Um it's really the appreciation you're holding on for rather than exactly yeah 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 it's the it's the it's the kind of asset i suppose yeah exactly so one thing that you could try to do because you know the kind of renters and buyers of properties are often in in the immediate vicinity and your neighbors and your contacts of your neighbors yeah oh that's interesting so what you could do is you could actually um you know, write out a letter and just send it to all your neighbours uh, okay. in, in the kind of uh, street or the side of the street that you're on, saying that your property is becoming available. Because, you know, in this day and age, uh, as people are spending so much time at home, maybe it would be something useful as an office, home office for somebody in the neighbourhood. or That's a good um, point. Yeah, or or you know, extra guest space or, you know, something for yes. a yes. something like that. That's so imaginative because I wasn't thinking that way. Yes, you have to think outside the box sometimes. Yeah, it's really, you know, to maximize the amount of money you get for your property, whether it's a sales or a rental uh, price, it's always good to first imagine who would this suit. Yeah. And then try and figure out how to get to that person. And that's yes. where finding the right agents who have those type of clients or those type of contacts you know it, it becomes a little bit more scientific than um you know this agency is really good and it's really busy and it's you know at the at the uh, in the high street near my house is not necessarily always the right thing uh sometimes it's that small office with the right contacts for that property type who'll end up getting the maximum price yeah yeah because yeah. my client's leaving in june that's a re- that's really good advice for us thank you so much I mean, I wouldn't Not have thought of doing that myself without speaking to you. So um, I'm going to take it forward. Not Maybe at all. Help so me. Anytime you, can help you have any questions, you just come back to us. I will do. Uh, what was my other question? Uh, how do you see the property market going in the next year or so post-COVID? So the property market in the past kind of four or five years has been quite dull. Yeah, in London. Uh, so. and- yeah, and it's been affected by COVID, it's been affected by stamp duty, it's been affected by taxing uh, overseas investors. Uh, and I was talking quite recently to Tom Bill, who's head of residential research at Knight Frank, and his opinion was that in the next five years, we, you know, just naturally we, we are likely to be in a period of growth. And okay. I don't think he's wrong. I don't think he's wrong. I think there's been a lot of pent up demand. And I think also Chelsea is probably going to be quite interesting uh, as we get closer to the crossrails. Yes, yes. And what about capital gains tax? Do you know anything about that? Uh, I haven't uh, updated myself on the on, on any recent implications of that. But uh, I think taxation when it comes to property, we've had it good for a long time. And yeah. we're, we're not really that uh 
out of market with the rest of the world. And I think that London has so much attractiveness that uh, kind of beats other centres where people people invest, that even if our tax starts to match what goes on in other places, we still have so many benefits from people coming here for education, people coming here for stability, people coming here for finance, for law, for, for, for medical reasons that I think, you know, if if you don't need to sell, I th- I always advise yeah, people just to just on. hold oh, on. So if you don't need to sell, it's better to hang on to your property. That's the advice. I would I would always say that. Yes. Okay, that's, that's a good point. Okay, so it's better to keep your to keep your finger, you know, to don't sell up. Just keep owning property. Yeah, because if you sell, then you know what are you going to do with that money? Money sitting. Yeah, and you can't get back in once you're out. It's like you can't get back in once you're out. Uh, it, well, if you don't go right back in, then you're taking the risk of when you do go back in, where is the market at? Yeah, exactly. No, no, that's the problem when people leave London and move to the country and then they can't get back in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it just, it, you know, it's better to have your foot in the in, in the door, as it were. Yeah, that's really good advice. But um, Yeah, but I think, you know, for you, it's probably uh, a combination of wanting to keep the hassle factor low, which is, you know, if you could find someone, even if they paid a little bit less than you normally get for the property, but they they have a long term view and they, you know, they are in your immediate vicinity and they might want to use it as an office or they might want to use it as a guest accommodation and yeah. they're likely to hold on to it. You know, maybe an owner of a property near you uh, who, you know, needs yeah, so that maybe for like a housekeeper. Space. Yeah. You know, I think that would yeah. be a good angle. So that's something you could either administer yourself or you could ask your agent to do it for you and just literally letter drop to everybody in your street, giving them those ideas, you know, yeah, and then yeah, that might definitely. That's I'll do that. Thank you, Farnas. Pleasure. Pleasure. Well, I hope um, I can call you again for some more property advice. Anytime. I wasn't getting it from anyone else. Oh, well, that's not good to hear. Well, I'm sure if you ask, you might. (laughs) Maybe I just have a lot to say. You do. Thank you so much. (laughs) All right. Take care. Pleasure. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you have any questions or would like to get in touch, please visit us at londonproperty.co.uk.